Hey, Daily Signal listeners, you're about to listen to a special episode of the Daily Signal podcast featuring Jarrett Stepman. Jarrett's a Daily Signal contributor and author of the book, The War on History, The Conspiracy to Rewrite America's Past. He joins this special episode to talk about Columbus Day and why Columbus isn't as bad as you've probably been led to believe. Enjoy the show. Our guest today is Jarrett Stepman, a contributor for The Daily Signal, as well as author of the book, The War on History, The Conspiracy to Rewrite America's Past. Jarrett, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So let's talk about a man that is in absolutely no way controversial, Christopher Columbus. Let's just get (laughs) an obvious question out of the way before we start. Was Columbus a racist villain like the left claims that he is? No, it's really amazing the kind of one-dimensional caricature that Christopher Columbus has become. It's What's really remarkable about it is at one time in American history, Columbus kind of became this universal symbol of America, even though he wasn't really an American proper. Obviously, his discovery of the New World happened long before the United States even existed. Uh, Christopher Columbus really became a universal symbol in the United States for the New World, for what this country was, for for immigrants, for immigration, even though, he again, he wasn't really an immigrant, but he stood, I think, for many of those who came to the New World thereafter. It's amazing how much that reputation within just a generation uh, has entirely collapsed to the point where if you ask a young person today, even those who may be somewhere on the conservative side of the spectrum, uh, they probably won't have anything good to say about Columbus. They'll repeat the line that you just said that, oh, well, wasn't he a racist? Didn't he abuse Native Americans? Wasn't he wasn't he terrible? And I, I think that's that that shows kind of the direction of our civilization. It, it shows how history is taught in America. And it really shows the influence of a lot of I think, left-wing ideologues who have had enormous influence on our culture, uh, on our academic institutions, and certainly on our K-12 schools, where most people learn about history for the first time. You mentioned that there are a lot of these left-wing ideologues who are anti-Columbus. So during the rioting during the summer last year, a lot of statues of Columbus were uh, very popular targets for vandals and iconoclasts. There would be these stories, they uh, would tear these statues down, or they would graffiti them with uh, anti-Columbus propaganda. Why is Columbus in particular such a popular target for these types of people? Yeah, it's a funny thing, right? I mean, obviously, many said that this statue, taking down statue movement started with uh, Confederate statues. Christopher Columbus has nothing to do with the Confederacy. Why is he such a target? And I, I think for me, and I've described this as the, the, the generation of Howard Zinn coming of age. Howard Zinn was a, a famous, or I'd say infamous, left-wing historian whose People's History of the United States is an extremely popular high school textbook. It's extremely popular among activists. Howard Zinn, who was actually a member of Communist Party USA, uh, crafted a narrative about America's existence, that uh, all the bad things that ha- are exist in the new world, the United States, are because of Columbus's discoveries. He brought uh, Western culture and capitalism, something that he hated very much. And so Columbus became a symbol of this transformation in the new world. He became a symbol of uh, the capitalist economy of the United States, even though he was very much divorced 
certainly I don't think Columbus himself would have said that I, I came to the Americas to, uh, to voice capitalism on the New World or anything like that. But uh, this was really a caricature that was created by Zinn and other left-wing historians uh, that has taken root. Uh, this idea that uh, America from its very beginning uh, was born of a, of a rotten seed that Columbus ushered in uh, all the terrible things uh, that they know about America and why it's a, a racist, awful country built on capitalism. And so Christopher Columbus, it should be no surprise that his statue was among the top targets of activists. He was really a symbol for that. He was really a symbol for uh, America's beginnings, our origins. I think that's why there, you know, we talk about a larger war on history Columbus is is a prime target, and I think it, it's I think it's deeply saddening uh, to me to see so much destruction of Columbus. I think that it's sad to see, uh, oftentimes, very little defense of his legacy and reputation, and that many cities around the country that you know, of course, our country in many regards owes much to Columbus's discovery. We wouldn't exist. Uh, without it. Uh, but really the tributes from generations of Americans who saw Columbus as a symbol of what the country stands for, of, of taking a, a bold a trek out into the wilderness or in the ocean, in the case of Columbus, uh, a symbol of, of immigrants and to a certain extent inclusion and, and diversity and tolerance. Columbus was very much a symbol for especially Catholic Italian uh, immigrants at one time in America's history, there was a lot of prejudice against. But all these things are forgotten because of the, the left-wing narrative about what America stands for, about capitalism, about our country. And I think that that is why Columbus is a, is a major battleground in the culture war. And, and his destruction, uh, as far as his holiday goes and his statues, is representative of, of how our culture has changed. Given that you wrote the book, The War on History, and have a very strong understanding of this kind of war on history from the left about figures like Columbus, can you maybe give some of the left's most egregious lies surrounding Columbus and then correct the record for us? Well, again, as I went to before, the, the idea that Zinn tried to characterize uh, Columbus is this kind of uh, greedy capitalist character who came to the New World uh, to, to make money uh, is, is, I think, one of the more silly caricatures of Columbus. To a certain extent, like all people, he was motivated by financial gain in this world. But especially if you read through his actual justification for making the voyage across the ocean, there was a huge religious component that is often forgotten in this. Columbus was very much a, a, a man of his world, world a, a medieval Europe, who was very devout Christian, who wished us to bring Christianity uh, across the globe. I think that's maybe another reason why uh, he is so hated uh, by the left. Uh, the idea that he was simply motivated by, by greed and making money uh, is just not true, especially when you look at the historical evidence. Uh, there's, a, there's a great book uh, by a historian named Carol Delaney that basically entirely debunks this. It says that his motivations were mostly religious. He wanted to open up a, a route to what he saw at the time as, as Asia, ended up making a, a far greater discovery. Uh, I think this idea that Columbus was particularly abusive uh, to the native population is almost in some ways the opposite of true. I mean, if anything, yes, many of the conquistadors who certainly came after Columbus were quite brutal in their rule, as they had been uh, in Europe before then, that the world at the time was a very brutal place. 
Um, but Christopher Columbus, if anything, was among the most tolerant of those who came to the New World. In fact, he even punished members of his crew who he thought had uh, treated the, the natives unfairly and unjustly. And unfortunately, Zinn, in his books, uh, went through a lot of creative editing to try to make Columbus sound like uh, he was saying negative things about uh, the Native Americans he encountered, but oftentimes the opposite was true. And I think it's really one of the the nasty lies about history that Columbus was somehow this horrible racist enslaver uh, w- when the truth in many cases is very much the opposite. And uh, it's really, it's a horrible maligning of the character of a man, certainly not a perfect man who had many issues with his his leadership, did not always act uh, justly in every situation, but certainly does not deserve the title of being the Hitler of the 1490s, which I think he's often been characterized as, and certainly does not deserve to have his incredible achievement, which was discovering the new world, creating very much the modern world that we know today through his incredibly bold and daring journey across the ocean into the total unknown, uh, a really uh, an incredible achievement that almost didn't happen. There were so many uh, mutinies and whatnot along his way. It was an incredibly difficult journey. To undermine this achievement and to paint him as simply a monster is deeply unfair to the legacy of a man that I think deserves to be well-known by not just Americans, but people throughout the New World and the whole world. I really want to dive into what you've been talking about, uh, Howard Zinn, and his sort of impact on the way that Columbus is viewed today and sort of the impact of what people like Columbus represent. So you wrote a piece for the Daily Signal titled, DC is abolishing Columbus Day. Here's the truth about Columbus. And you wrote this about uh, the villainization of Columbus by the far left. So this is what you write. Far left historian Howard Zinn in particular had a huge impact on changing the minds of a generation of Americans about the Columbus legacy. Zinn not only maligned Columbus, but attacked the larger migration from the old world to the new that he ushered in. It wasn't just Columbus who was a monster, according to Zinn. It was the driving ethos of the civilization that ultimately developed in the wake of his discovery, the United States. So we've sort of talked about how Columbus's villainization by the left is indicative of larger patterns by these leftist groups to sort of divide America and say that America is a bad place to be. But could you dive a little deeper into the overall Marxist ethos of anti-Americanism that kind of comes from this vilification of Columbus? Yeah, I think one of the interesting aspects of the kind of anti-Columbus movement is uh, how it's so insistent on, look, of course, we have today, many want to replace Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day. And it's become, it was, at one time, it was some somewhat of a marginal movement that started in, in Berkeley in 1992 was where the start. Now it's, it's almost everywhere. Uh, but noticed in this this discussion of having an Indigenous Peoples Day, there's really no argument from that side of having both. I mean, there's never an argument to say, you know, why can't Americans uh, who believe in like they do in, in diversity, equity and inclusion uh, include both Columbus and indigenous people in their celebration of what they are? Certainly, uh, both of these things have made an, an, these people have made enormous contribution to what we are as a country. But in their estimation, it's a zero sum game. They, they need to destroy the legacy of Christopher Columbus to usher in this new, wonderful utopia that I think that they see in our future. They need to destroy America's horrible, awful, racist past 
to usher in something entirely new on its ashes. And I think that's really the mentality when it comes to, to Columbus. Columbus is a, a symbol of what uh, what traditional America is really about, something they need to they need to destroy, they need to malign, they even need to, to lie about and treat unfairly. I think in the case of Columbus, there's no doubt that the, that the straight up lies about Columbus from Howard Zinn have had enormous impact. Uh, it's not about finding the truth about history. It's about creating certain narratives, creating uh, heroes and villains, uh, and many times in opposition to the to the heroes that that we once had in our country's history. And so, I think this is really important to understanding why Columbus has become such a target. You know, he he needs to be a symbol of all that's bad that that the activists in the street can attack, that they can lash out against. Uh, he needs to be a symbol of the target for those attacks uh, based on their narrative, that they're going to replace that and, and create a new America on its ashes. And so I think that's why the fight over Columbus is so important. You'll never hear from these left-wing activists this idea that we can celebrate both these things. It'll always be one or the other. And that's a huge component of you know what I would call the war on history in this country. I mean, now that we're talking about Columbus Day, it is right around the corner would you be able to give us a brief history of the holiday and then when it started to become a problem, like we were discussing, people starting to push it uh, away in favor of things like Indigenous Peoples Day? Yeah, Christopher Columbus has always been a symbol of America. I mean, even even this idea of Columbia, the goddess Columbia, uh, being a symbol of the United States, there was a very famous uh, poem at the time of the founding by Phyllis Wheatley, who had been a uh, who had been a slave, who wrote this in, uh, incredibly impactful poem about Columbus and the, the goddess Columbia being a symbol of America. George Washington loved this poem, and so Columbus really, even early in our history, became this symbol of the new world, the discovery. Uh, it it said so much about America, even though this discovery predated the United States by hundreds of years and really led more to uh, the Spanish colonization of America rather than the British. He was nevertheless a symbol, I think, of the new world, a distinct character who was a symbol of both the old world and the new at the same time, which is very much what America was, what it was created out of. And through our history, uh, his legacy was very important. I think actually rose in prominence, especially in the late 19th century, uh, in 1892, uh, there was a huge push uh, to celebrate Christopher Columbus, obviously capturing the the enthusiasm over the anniversary. And also, I think, as a, as a way to celebrate, especially at the time, a, Italian Catholic immigrants. I mean, this was a big issue in the 19th century, uh, was battles between, I think, Protestant and Catholic America about immigration at the time. Many Italians were not looked upon favorably. In fact, that year, uh, the worst lynching in American history took place in New Orleans of, of Italians uh, who were lynched in a jail in New Orleans. So I think there was a large national push to say, you know, America is not just one thing. It's it's a few things. And, and Christopher Columbus is a part of our legacy. We're going to celebrate him. I think many Italian-Americans in particular embraced him as a symbol saying, you know, we're Americans too. We love this country. We're proud of the fact that Columbus' discovery led to the creation of the United States. And Columbus became this, this national symbol. I mean, there was definitely opposition in those days. I find it quite amusing that some of the biggest pushback, certainly in the 19th and early 20th century, was more about the Ku Klux Klan uh, mm. that didn't like Christopher Columbus. They saw Columbus as this 
immigrant Catholic hero that shouldn't be celebrated in the United States, which was a Protestant country. Uh, Columbus Day was something that was scorned by by the Klan. Uh, but I think in general, American society came to fully adopt him as a, a unifying symbol of our country. I think that side very much lost uh, those debates. I think the idea that, you know, the founders themselves, of course, celebrated Columbus, that Columbus was so much a part of, of what we are. Uh, so I think the, the Klan's arguments about Columbus entirely lost, and he became a symbol of the United States. Why you see statues absolutely everywhere, especially there are many that were created in the mid, uh, mid-20th mid century, uh, certainly by many of the uh, Italian immigrants and descendants of Italian immigrants who, again, saw him as such a symbol of, of their experience in, in America. So I think through its long history, Columbus has been very much a uniting figure, an important one, in understanding something about ourselves. I mean, he, he was somebody who was celebrated by, by Ronald Reagan in a speech saying, celebrating his uh, journey to the new world, being about uh, that bold move uh, to strike out into the wilderness, which I think is something of how we see ourselves. We are the we are the pioneers, and I think we've always seen ourselves that way. And the first pioneer in our history uh, was Columbus in, in many ways. And so I think that's been a great tradition for this country. It shows that a real tradition of inclusion, a real tradition uh, of Americans coming together to celebrate uh, a, a uniting figure like this. And I think, again, it would be incredibly shameful in the future if we continue this course of jettisoning Christopher Columbus from that pantheon. I think he is an important part of what makes us us. We've discussed briefly some of the reasons why Indigenous Peoples Day has been selected as a replacement for Columbus Day. I mean, you very specifically said you cannot have both. It must be Columbus Day is jettisoned to replace uh, it with Indigenous Peoples Day. Why specifically Indigenous Peoples Day? Why not something along the lines of like America Day or some kind of concept that's a little more unifying? Again, it, it goes into their modern, especially, you know, how the left sees the world. This is what they see as part of this kind of general anti-racism movement. You have to not only, uh, you have to condemn the white supremacy of the past. Christopher Columbus is a symbol of the white supremacist American history. We're, we're ushering in a new future. I think it's really interesting, especially, you know, I think they're, they're calling this Indigenous Peoples Day in sort of as, as a counter to, to Columbus and the discovery of America. But, and I do wonder how much, through our own history, you know, many of those indigenous people would, would see themselves in the slide. It makes me think about one of my favorite uh, Native American leaders, a man named Plenty Coos uh, of, the, of the Crow tribe, uh, really a truly great American. Uh, he was a, a hero in the early, late 19th century, early 20th century, talked about how the American flag was this great symbol that his tribe would always uphold the American flag. They, you know, many of the, his warriors fought in World War One. And I, I think about that, you know, this was a man who was a Native American and an American who was extremely proud of the American flag. He's proud to be part of this tradition, this larger tradition that includes people from, from many different backgrounds uh, into the great story of the United States. Indigenous Peoples Day is a left-wing creation uh, to pit Americans against each other. It's not to build diversity, equity, inclusion, the, 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 the words of the revolution for the left. Uh, it's really to destroy one side uh, and at the expense of another. 
And, and I think that's really what this is about. It's really not to necessarily, you know, celebrate the, the shared uh, things that we have as, as Americans, but to to distinguish those who are the those who are the elect and those who are the cursed. And I, I think that's that's what's so deeply pernicious about this exchange of Columbus Day for Indigenous Peoples Day. It's not about not celebrating Indigenous people. I think that's I think that's a good thing. I think that's an important thing. I think much of the story of Native American contribution in American history uh, deserves to be restored and deserves to be placed at the forefront. But that shouldn't happen at the expense of other parts of American history. It shouldn't happen at the expense of Christopher Columbus, whose discovery of America is the reason why we're even here, why there even is a United States. And to dismiss that, I, I think, is silly. And I think those who are especially on the hard left understand why they're doing this. This is not just being done uh, willy-nilly. There's a, there's a concerted effort uh, to change the narrative about the United States and, and fundamentally change what this country stands for. I always find when we talk about topics like the left's push to change Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day, it's more based on performative wokeness than actually materially improving the lives of Indians and Native Americans. Does that kind of resonate with you, that that idea that there's really nothing behind this? It's more performative? Oh, I, I absolutely think that. In fact, that's something that I, I very much mentioned in, in my book, the, the War on History, is that it is it is performing. I mean, look at just the discussions over the the Washington Redskins now the Washington football team and how much that was really a creature of Washington D.C. and activists. Many Native Americans around the country actually saw the Redskins' name as something that they were they were proud of. They were they were happy to see uh, Native Americans celebrate on, on a national football team. And I think a lot of this debate is simply taken over by activists. It's, it's a performative culture that I think extends from the college campus culture in the United States. It's really a, a performative thing for the, the woke ruling class uh, to feel like they are at the forefront of, of moral reform, that they are going to uh, show us the path, our new glorious woke future, uh, to cleanse the sins of all the icky stuff about traditional America. And I, I think it. I think you're absolutely right in the sense that there's a lot of meaningless to this. I mean, it, it, meaninglessness to this. I mean, it, there's no. You know, what are we going to actually gain by tearing down uh, these symbols of our past? By tearing down Christopher Columbus? Is are we really ending racism in America? Is that really going to end uh, the issues we have had with race in this, this country? I, I think they see it as part of this. This uh, kind of emotional kind of. For them, maybe a, a quasi-religious experience to kind of purge American history uh, and to make themselves feel good. And I think that's part of the reason why it's ultimately an incredibly destructive ethos, this iconoclasm. iconoclasm. It, it doesn't lead to anything positive. It doesn't lead to a, a better, less racist future. If anything, it actually me leads to a worse more racist future where we're more conscious of, of racial differences and pitted against one another, which I think for some is the intent. As we start to wind down on this interview, it sounds like there is a popular conception that is being pushed by the left of Columbus as a racist, horrible villain, like larger than life monster that isn't really accurate. So if our listeners want to get a better, more accurate understanding of who Columbus the man really was and his impact on history, where would be a good place to look? 
Yeah, you can check my out my book, The War on History, the, the conspiracy to rewrite uh, America's past. I actually would suggest other works if one wants to go even deeper. There's a great book uh, written at mid-century by a, a great historian named Samuel Elliott Morrison, who was a naval historian uh, who wrote a series of books on Christopher Columbus. They're, they're big, thick books, but he really gives a detailed uh, narrative of the incredible voyage that Columbus took, why he was so important. Uh, really details the entire man's man's life. Uh, I think in, in in quite an illustrative way. He's a great writer, and I I highly recommend his books if you really want a deep dive. If you want a, just a straight rebuttal of the lies of Howard Zinn, I would say there's there's another great book published about the same time as mine called literally called Debunking Howard Zinn by Mary Graber. Uh, it, the book gets a lot into Christopher Columbus because, of course, Howard Zinn spent a lot of time attacking Columbus. And I think that's a good place uh, to go, especially for those maybe you are, you're a, a student or you have kids who are in, in class right now and they're hearing a lot of uh, lies about Christopher Columbus. I think that's actually that's an excellent place to start, especially if they're getting assigned a people's history of the United States, which is filled with lies. So I think those would be the, uh, good places to go if you if you want to give yourself an education about Columbus and about why he's under attack and why we should still celebrate him. Great stuff. And of course, if you want to check out Jarrett's work, you can go to the dailysignal.com. Lots and lots and lots of stuff about Columbus there. So that was Jarrett Stepman, contributor for the Daily Signal, as well as author of the book, The War on History, The Conspiracy to Rewrite America's Past. Jarrett, thanks so much again for your time. Thank you very much for having me. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. It is executive produced by Virginia Allen and Kate Trinko. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. For more information, please visit DailySignal.com.